Coming up, an update on where all the Big Ten teams are projected to finish at the end of the regular season. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Nate Dickinson here with Locked On Big Ten. Thanks for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single weekday. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the sportsbook partner of Locked On. The official sportsbook of the company make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Coming up on today's show, we're going to take a look at the current Big Ten standings and then a projection that we had used before on the show has been updated to reflect where each Big Ten team could land based on where they stand in the current Ken Palm rankings and their current rest of the season schedule. Not everyone has it quite as easy as, say, a Rutgers team has. We'll get to that here in just a second. First, though, the show is brought to you, as always, by Locked On. Be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter, too. Be sure to follow also all of the other shows on the Locked On Big Ten Network. We've got schools from around the conference covered, so if you have a favorite school in the Big Ten, go ahead and give it a search. We could easily have a Locked On show covering the team every day, just like we do here on our show. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. Let's dive right into the latest projections from a Reddit user who we had cited before. It's B Boiler on Reddit, but basically what he's doing is taking current Ken Palm rankings, putting it up against what a current Big Ten team's schedule is, and then what they have the rest of the way, combined with their probability to win those games, gets thrown out into a number for a final projected Big Ten record. So when we're talking about standings and final rankings at the end of the season, we're talking about where a team's actually going to be seeded in the Big Ten tournament. So let's take a look at where things stand right now. As we had talked about last time, Purdue has all but locked up the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. As it stands right now, Purdue has what is a 95% chance to win the regular season with what is at the moment a two-game lead in the loss column and pretty dang close to a three-game lead overall, too, given that Northwestern drops another one at some point. That's pretty obvious right now. Purdue is easily the best team in the Big Ten as things stand. The numbers do project, though, two more losses for Purdue at some point. Purdue has lost just one conference game. The numbers on the projections the rest of the season say that they are at least projected right now to get about 3.3 losses in the Big Ten. So if you're a team that still has to play Purdue, maybe you could be that team to pull off that upset. We're also getting a little bit of separation between the teams in the middle of the Big Ten. Last week, things were really, really hectic between the middle 10 teams in the conference. Top two were pretty safe. Bottom two were pretty safe. Everybody else was pretty much up for grabs. There was a team like Maryland who had, it was like close to a 5% difference in their chance to finish second in the conference to ninth in the conference. There was a whole lot more possibilities, but now you have yourself a situation where there are actually teams who are starting to separate themselves a little bit more. Rutgers actually not one of them. Rutgers lost a little bit of their hold on their second place probability. Was it about 40% last week said? 
now at 34%. Illinois is up to 17% to finish second, Indiana 12, and Northwestern at just under 11%. And those last two teams are the most interesting, if you ask me, because Indiana is a team that if you're just looking at them and watching them play, the Hoosiers are the second best team in this conference. If you or someone who follows along with any of the sites that do like a weekly power rankings, Indiana had hopped over just about everybody with their latest win streak. However, the route is not nearly as easy for Indiana as it is for a school like, say, Rutgers that has already played and, by the way, beaten Purdue, which doesn't really matter when you're talking about strength of schedule the rest of the way. But of course, Rutgers has that win under its belt. It's a Big, big win for Rutgers to get. It's the reason why they're still holding on to the majority favorite of that second place share. Their schedule is just easier than everyone else's. And when you're looking at just the projected wins and losses, when you get into things on this uh, new updated form of the projections, you're looking at a Rutgers team that's projected for 12.3 wins. Meanwhile, Indiana is a full win less in the projections, which when you're looking at how many games you have left, isn't a small amount when you're talking about putting these kind of numbers together. So that's a pretty confident projection saying that Rutgers will finish above Indiana. And while Rutgers has played really well, they did just get beat by an Iowa team that was like, all right, Iowa's not great. And Indiana is absolutely destroying everybody that it plays right now. So for Indiana, you can't take this too confident, or you can't, you, you you should take this with a grain of salt, with the example of Indiana being that they're not at all even trying to project teams that are getting better or worse. It really is just going off of what we have before, and that sample size also includes what we saw way back in November as well as what we've seen most lately. So again, take it with a grain of salt, but that's one of the things I have. A team like Indiana, at least in my notes, being fourth most likely to finish second in the conference when, if you ask me, and I feel like a majority of people who are watching these Big Ten teams right now, Indiana's playing the second best out of anybody out there. Like, Purdue's good, Purdue's outstanding, but aside from them, it's Indiana. And that's really, really interesting to see. Moving on, other stuff from around these just notes that I had here. Uh, Northwestern behind Indiana and Rutgers and Illinois to finish that second in the conference is just, again, another testament to this kind of value of this kind of a projection, because Northwestern has just three losses to its name right now. Again, of course, it hasn't played the same amount of games as the teams that it is ahead of in the Big Ten standings. But this projection says that Northwestern is going to have a rough go of it the rest of the way. And again, are the fifth most likely team to finish second in the conference, despite the fact that they are currently in second place in the Big Ten. So it's really just a measure of the strength of schedule that you have for your team the rest of the way. But of course, the most important thing when you're talking about the Big Ten tournament is trying to get one of those top four seeds. Because if you get one of those, you of course get the double buy. And you put yourself in a spot where you're already in a deep, Big Ten tournament position. So if you're a bubble team, it's that much more important for you to get one of those spots. As far as securing one of those buys, here's where the percentages stand. To get a top four seed, Purdue is at 99.9%. You'd be shocked if they didn't get one, of course. After that is Rutgers at 70.1% to get a top four seed in the tournament. And then Illinois jumps down to 49.2%. So only two teams that are currently at above 50% 
in the projected odds to get a top four seed. That's just because there's still a lot of parity in this league. Illinois is at 49.2%. Indiana is the fourth most likely team to get a top four seed at 41.7%. There are seven teams right now. And this is why these numbers are so spread out and they're why there's two teams that have less than a 50% chance to make a top four seed in the top four at the moment. Indiana's at 41.7% to get a top four seed. There are seven teams with at least 25% chance of making that top four. Purdue, Rutgers, Illinois, Indiana, and then Northwestern, Maryland, and Iowa too. All, at least according to this, have a better than one in four chance of making a top four seed in the Big Ten tournament. Which means that if you're one of these teams, it's that much more important when you're playing another one of those teams. Because that is where these things are going to be decided. We talk a lot about, hey, how, hey, if you're a bubble team, yes, getting the quality quad one wins are important. But also, when it comes to playing the other Big Ten teams that are on the bubble, you want that in particular head-to-head win against a team you might be up right up against. Same thing goes in the Big Ten standings for the teams that are level up. The teams that are maybe a little bit safer in the tournament. Those are the ones where you're thinking, okay, who is actually competing with me for a top four seed? And you've got half the conference still in it right now. So these better teams are still playing crucial, crucial games time in and time out too. And for some, it's a a double whammy where like you have a Northwestern or a Maryland team that's plenty on the bubble and also plenty in this top four seed race as well too. So it's just getting that much more important every single day for every single team around the Big Ten, which means there's a whole lot of really good basketball coming our way, and nobody's going to complain about that. One or uh, one or more of these teams, I feel like, can surprise you. I mean, when you're looking at this, there's still plenty of teams that could jump into that top four still that we haven't even talked about yet. So with a full month left to go, still plenty to be decided, but we're starting to get that shape of what it's actually going to look like at the end. And when it takes this long to get to that point, that's a good thing for Big Ten basketball fans because it means that your team is, well, if not in it, then you're going to have something good to watch. And if they are in it, well, you're going to have something good and meaningful to watch too. We're going to get into one of those big games, Maryland against Indiana, coming up here in this matchup. Indiana's an underdog despite being a five game, being on a five game win streak and looking really good. I'll give you my thoughts on that in just a minute. First, though, this year, the only app you need for your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner. Your locked on partner, FanDuel, is the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to spreads to who will score a touchdown and a prop. You can do anything like that or bet on any Big Ten game as well or who's going to win the Big Ten or who's going to win the national title. It's the number one sportsbook in America, so they're going to have all the lines that you're looking for. Head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to take advantage of our great offers in partnership with FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn for a no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
Locked On is headed to the Senior Bowl. Get inside analysis from the hosts that cover the NFL's next generation in college and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Super Bowl Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, let's dive into more here in Big Ten basketball and a big game coming up here between Maryland and Indiana. A latest update in from Joe Lenardi, not a full update from him in the field of 68. Hopefully going to get one of those for tomorrow's show. Purdue is still the number one overall seed, according to him. Indiana's at a five seed, and Rutgers has fallen off the five seed line after the loss to Iowa. So don't know exactly where they're at, but that's currently what Lenardi has them at. As far as the teams on the bubble, Maryland is up to the next four in. Penn State's in the last four in. Wisconsin's listed as the fourth team out, and Ohio State's listed as the sixth team out. The Big Ten with Penn State back in is back projected to get to nine teams in this tournament, which is back again projected to leading all conferences in the NCAA field of 68, according to Joe Lenardi, of course. Indiana, though, has a big one coming up here tonight against Maryland. As Maryland looks to get off the bubble, next four in, at home, and a favorite against a Hoosiers team that's won five games in a row. So what is it exactly that makes that the case? I'm not sure I know exactly, but here's what I do know. I'm really looking forward to this game. And you should be looking forward to this one too, because it's one of the better ones that we've got out there as far as basketball games this week in the Big Ten between two teams that are playing really, really well. There may be more important games going on between bubble teams, but as far as teams that are looking really good, Maryland hasn't lost at home in the Big Ten. Indiana has won five games in a row and has blown out teams on its way to doing so. It's looking like a team that's really good on offense and defense again. On the Maryland side, Jameer Young is hot. Scored 18 points, I think it was, out last time for the Terps. He's been really, really good for this team. Indiana's going to have to find a way to shut him down. On the other end, Trace Jackson Davis has been an All-American. He's gotten up to season highs in scoring, rebounding, assists, blocks, just about everything you want from him. He's been elite as a college basketball presence, and he's been especially good now that Indiana has found the shooting to put around him. Hoosiers have been really hot from behind the arc right now, up to second in the Big Ten in three-point shooting, and went 10 of 20 last time out against Ohio State. So they're stroking the ball well. And this Indiana team, with its offense that's playing well and defense is playing well, I got to say, I think it beats Maryland here. Yes, it's a road game. Yes, Maryland's a good team. Yes, this is, honestly, when you look it up and down, is a pretty good formula for a Maryland team to get a win. But I I just don't see exactly how Indiana gets derailed from this hot streak that it's on. I mean, of course, Indiana could always beat itself. It's done that before this season, but it's looking like a team that's better than that now. So when I see that things are at Maryland minus two and a half, I honestly believe that it means Vegas loves Maryland. I believe it means that people, it means that Vegas wants people to be betting IU because it thinks Maryland's going to cover this two and a half point spread. But while I think that, and to be honest, I think that it's not because they don't know about how good Indiana has been. Because if this was when it was like just a couple of games in, then you could say, okay, well, Indiana's had a nice couple of games, but we know Maryland's a solid team at home. We'll give Maryland minus two and a half points. 
at this point, Hoosiers have won five in a row and have been doing it convincingly. It's not like the sports line makers don't know that this is a good team again in Indiana, or at the very least a hot one. So if they know that Indiana is this good and they're still putting the line at Maryland minus two and a half, it makes me think that they're dying for people to bet that Indiana line. I'm going to do it anyway. My pick in this game, again, from FanDuel, minus two and a half for Maryland. No, I'll take plus two and a half for Indiana. I think the worst case scenario, this is just a really good game. That ups the odds that the team will lose by less than two on either side, in which case I'm good. But I also think that Indiana has just been that good so far. And while Vegas may recognize it and still be leaning towards the Terps, I just think that the Hoosiers are that kind of a consistent now where I don't see them slipping up in a major, major way where they end up losing this game big. It could be close at the end. Indiana could win it. But I think those odds of those two things happening combined make this a good bet at Indiana, plus two and a half. But more than anything, I think this is going to be a really good game. I think these are two of the better playing teams in the situation in the Big Ten right now. Maryland at home, again, outstanding. Indiana just in general lately has been outstanding. I think the two of them combined will put together a really, really fun game to watch between guys like Jameer Young and Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen hood Shafino, reigning Big Ten freshman of the week. All those things, I think, all contribute to a really, really good basketball game right here. Let's get into Big Ten news before we wrap things up here on the program today. First things first. Uh, John Pont, assistant at Indiana in football, has been named the head coach of D3 Oberlin in Ohio. It's not huge news, but when a guy from the Big Ten gets a head coaching job, it's a big deal in at least the head coaching circle. So John Pont, an assistant in Indiana for the past couple of years, he's headed to D3 to take over the coaching position at Oberlin in Ohio. Also, a cornerback is headed to Ohio State from the SEC. Former Ole Miss corner Davison Igbenosen is committed to the Buckeyes. A four-star recruit in 2022 as a freshman recorded 37 tackles in playing 13 games for the Rebels this season. Not a bench warmer who's finding a spot to get his playing time, hoping to really establish himself now with the Buckeyes. In volleyball, the reigning Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year is switching Big Ten schools. Kylie Murr has transferred from Ohio State to Minnesota. That'll, of course, make for an interesting one on the court when they meet next season. In men's golf, Big Ten match play championships are set for later this weekend, Friday and Saturday in Palm Beach, Florida. Man, if you wanted to go somewhere nice when you play college sports, golf is the one to do it. Nine teams at that one randomly seeded for matches in the two days. Indiana is the reigning champion. In players of the week, we have the hockey three stars of the week from last week in the Big Ten. Michigan's Luke Hughes is the first star of the week, followed by Minnesota's Jimmy Snuggerud and Michigan's Adam Fantilli. The wrestlers of the week are Ohio State's Jesse Mendez and Penn State's Roman Bravo Young, sharing the honor. And finally, Brian Fonseca has reported that Rutgers is extending the contract of head basketball coach Steve Peichel. That's the second time in the last 12 months that he's gotten an extension. But again, Rutgers is pretty good, so he's earned it. As far as Big Ten scores from yesterday, again, only one women's basketball matchup to tell you about. Penn State lost big to Maryland, 87-66, to the final score in that game. And that'll do it. Just about here from Locked On Big Ten. Thanks for making the show your first listen every single weekday. And, of course, that counts as today, too. 
For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, that'll do it for me. Be sure to follow Locked On Big Ten wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube as well, and on Twitter too. It's at Locked On Big Ten, one zero when you're typing it out at the end, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On.